0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of Points and Penalties. My name is Josh, and with me are my co-hosts Jesse, Peter, and Kevin. Kevin, what are you drinking tonight?
1: I've got the Murphy Law, Murphy's Law cherry bomb, moonshine surprise,
0: surprise.
1: I'm having that with some ginger ale. It has a handful, actually, of these. Uh, what is it now? Those Maraschino cherries. And they all rest on the bottom, man. Nice. Awesome. Peter, what are you drinking?
2: I am drinking a Black Oak Brewing Co. Imperial IPA called 10 Bitter Years. I had to pick it just for Jesse because it's 8% alcohol.
1: Nice. Boom. Bang.
2: So Jesse, what are you drinking?
3: Well, once again, I'm drinking stronger than you, bud. <laughs> Thanks. I'm having Captain in a Captain cup nice. with a splash of seven.
2: How big of a splash though? That shit's diluted. A challenge. <laughs> get, a, get an alcohol measure fucking tool in there.
3: Okay, I'll show you next time. But uh, yeah, it's pretty potent still. Josh, what are you drinking
0: tonight? I'm having Chevchenko Nine. It's a nice little premium craft beer from uh, Forefathers Brewery, not too far from uh, where we're or where I am recording. Chevchenko? Chevchenko. He's a soccer player, man. Wow podcast about sports i figured why not get a, a sports beer
3: no, that was a good idea yeah, it tastes good too
2: in jesse's defense i have also never heard of that
0: chef <laughs> jenko that person or that person, <laughs> or that person. <laughs> well i guess i'm the the veteran soccer guy around here then for now
2: leading soccer correspondent for hey, there fewer. you go
0: yep so have you guys heard of course you've heard Fernando Tatis Jr. Insane money, insane contract. Discuss.
1: Wow, fourteen <laughs> years. That's that's fourteen years. Well, my question is: Will he last all that time? Will he Will he spend all fourteen years with him?
3: man.
1: He signed fourteen years, did he not?
3: Yeah, two hundred and twenty-two. He's twenty-two. Still,
1: are you still going to stay with that team at fourteen years? He'll be no, traded he probably, before then.
3: He, he probably will get traded before that, right?
1: But. Uh...
3: He's uh, yeah, he's young to get that kind of contract. Wow, really young. Yeah, he hasn't even played a full season, 143 games in the MLB. Like that's that's crazy to get that kind of cash, Like he's he's got the potential to, to do that no problem, but like holy
0: crap. He is a good player, man, and I, I think he's gonna be gonna be really good.
3: Like uh, next year, Derek Jeter, man. Like
0: actually, I've heard more so the only semi reasonable comparison for him is Aroyd. The way that he plays, uh, like his his offense and then his defense, is probably better than A. Rods. If you can add uh, a guy with that stick and that defensibility for for that long of a time, and then you've got uh, Manny Machado at third base too. Like those guys are set on the left side of the infield.
3: <laughs> yeah, and he's getting paid even more than him per year.
0: Yeah, which is
3: crazy. And he was a he was mainly a shortstop. Mm -hmm. before, too, with Baltimore.
0: Yes, it definitely was Baltimore. We don't have to challenge each other, Jess. (laughs) (laughs) There's only one Manny Machado. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) He's really good. He's 54% above average over his short career uh, at the plate, that is. 301, 374, 582 uh, slash line, all while playing his home games in a uh, pitcher's ballpark.
2: I think it's smart. Uh, Like, if they know what he is, it sounds like. They know he's a, a superstar caliber player. So why not lock him up for as long as you can? I bet you in six years, that contract looks like it's a bargain.
0: Yep, for sure. Especially if he keeps yeah. his keeps the quality, game quality yeah. up, for sure. Yeah, he's right now, with all those stats there, he was sixth best in the MLB uh, history through the age 21. Almost all of those top 15 guys are in the Hall of Fame or will be in the Hall of Fame. So he's he's playing at uh, at pretty high level right now. Well, like I said, it's not just his it's not just his uh, his stick. His defense is great. He is really good. He's five tool for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of nice to see a team sign a guy long term like that instead of trading for one. Yeah. You know, as of late, there's been you know most of it's been trading for a superstar instead of just bringing one up and, and then paying the man. You know, you got the uh, yeah Mookie Betts to the Dodgers. You got Lindor. Over to the Mets, and then just recently they and auto to the Cards. Like all paying these guys, you know, all kinds. But as of late, it seems like people want to trade the superstar instead of signing them.
3: Yeah, get big bag of cash back.
2: Big bag of cash. <laughs> it's always a big bag of cash. So just, just I think to close out this on the MLB top 100 that uh, MLB Network did, he is number six right now.
0: Already. Already. At uh, 22. And like I said, Jess, without even playing a full 162 game full season, like that's that's insane. Yeah.
3: This is the longest contract ever given, too, at 14 years. No one's been given more.
0: Yeah. And third largest
2: all time. Yeah. 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 I think it's smart.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. He is a superstar. He's going to continue to be a superstar. Lock him up for a long term. And when you get, like you said, five, six years down the road, this is a bargain, you know, especially when. I'm not sure how long uh, Machado's contract is, but five or six years, and he's likely contract is up if not before that. So, you know, you're gonna have some money to spend then too to help carry on with some more extensions or whatever, and keep keep top end guys on the team. So.
3: Well, the Padres are really gonna try and do something this year because they got you Darvish and Blake Snell as well yep. in the trades. So they're they got a lot of money invested and and uh, got some decent players.
0: I think they're probably the number one team coming out of off season in regards to trades and moves to make themselves better you know like the dodgers are right probably there what about the mets yeah there you go too so between those three teams of that central division like i know we
3: talked about it last week or whatever the week before but it's gonna be a tough tough
0: division this year absolutely it's uh it's gonna be a fun a fun national league this year sorry national league that's what i meant to say right I was actually thinking,
3: I was thinking about challenging. I'm like, wait a (laughs) second. The Mets are in a different division. The Mets are in a different
0: division. I can't read and do this. That's all right. You corrected yourself before we call you. So you guys are talking about a bag of money.
2: There's always a bag of money in a baseball deal. Well,
0: in this case, it was just a bag of money for Derek Fisher. So the Jays traded him for that bag of cash. And it's just, we're just mentioning it because it's funny. It's a bag of cash and, he was obviously expendable in the jays organization so
3: do we know how much it was or just said cash back kind of thing like
2: cash that? considerations <laughs> yeah
3: like he he was not that good like i remember i think it was josh we went to a baseball game and he uh tried to get one in left field and he just fucking dogged it out there <laughs> yep and we were giving him like, oh <laughs> shit yeah it was just, it looked like an easy routine fly ball and he could not track it at all. For sure. He, it
0: just flew right over his head, hit the wall.
3: No, it fell short. Oh, of him.
0: that's right. It did fall short. That's right.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was, I can't remember the, the shortstop who was running out there, but he tried a lot harder than fucking mm-hmm. what he did. It was, uh, I don't think it was Bichette. I think no. it was someone else. What's
0: Bichette for sure? Was it maybe oh, Uriel
3: was, was playing there? No, I think it was uh, Glavis.
0: Or Galvez. Galvez, Galvez. Fred, that's right. It yeah. was hundred percent Freddie Galvez.
3: Yeah. Cause he was huffing her out there and, and he even like, <laughs> like try to make over the head catch yeah. and he landed like right in
0: front of dreadlocks uh, flying him. behind him. And <laughs>
3: <laughs> So yeah, I'm not sad to see him go.
0: Yeah. And Hey, bag of cash <laughs> is a bag of cash, right? Yeah.
3: Well, they definitely need some after what they've been spending this year. Yeah, this year.
0: yeah for sure. <laughs> and not just on the uh, players too. They've been putting a lot of money into their, uh, Dunedin area you
3: know yeah and two years in a row and good segment going into where they might be playing this year
0: yeah it looks like that that's where they're gonna at least start the year they're they've confirmed that they're gonna play the first two home stands in Dunedin for the regular season and the homes first home stand starts April 8th
3: and they're st- saying that they might even move to Buffalo but no one wants to play baseball in Buffalo at In April? No, in April? No, no. I mean, you don't
0: want (laughs) to play in Toronto outside either, but they've got the dome, so.
2: (laughs) Right, but I I think Shapiro was asked directly if they were going to stay in Dunedin the whole year because of how hot it's going to get, and he said no. They're going to. They're looking at doing a combination of Dunedin. Once it gets too hot in Dunedin, go up to Buffalo, and if all goes well, once they can come back to to Toronto, go to Toronto.
0: And And if they can skip Buffalo, they will.
2: Yeah.
3: So. So are the Bison's then uh, not playing this year? No,
0: the Bison's are playing. They're just going to have to make do, and they'll either—I don't know if they're going to have AAA games and pro games there, like throughout the week or whatever, or if they'll move the Bison's. Probably move the Bison's. MLB, like a pro pro team, is a pretty big thing. So to have a pro team and its affiliate in the same building would be pretty tough, I think.
2: Yeah. What did they do? Because uh, the Jays were in in Buffalo last year, were they not? For part of the year. Triple A yep. didn't play last year. They're, they're, oh, they just were
3: there for the whole year, man.
2: Yeah,
0: Triple A didn't play. So so they had they had Buffalo all to themselves. Jess, I think you said it last week that they're going to allow some fans. So it's it is fifteen yeah. percent. Which is uh twelve hundred and seventy five people approximately, which isn't a lot, but at least it'll be some noise.
2: Yeah.
3: It's better than when they uh would put like uh, the graphics on there. Mm-hmm. With people like animated graphics for people being there in the stands and stuff like yeah.
2: that. Yeah, you don't like the cardboard cutouts.
3: Oh, I don't mind that. I didn't like the actual like graphics of someone being out there.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 I see what you mean.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was that was silly, because you would see them like all cheering for when the way, way guys like hit a home run yeah. back there.
0: That's <laughs> it was, <weird. laughs> oh, that's
3: not it, was it was
0: dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so pitchers and catchers reported for spring training just this past Thursday. And the full squad reports tomorrow. Are you guys excited? Damn right!
1: Oh yeah, I am. You know why? Sure. You know why? I'll tell you why. Tell me why. Because you're gonna win the World Series, bud. Nice, That boy, boys sticking with your hot take.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I saw a uh, like a, uh, I guess it's a sports betting like um, odds whatever, and the Jays were ninth, I think, in uh, chances to win the World Series. So they're not like. It's not impossible. I don't think it's going to happen. But.
0: Yeah, like they need a lot of things to go right, and they need a lot of players to live up to their potential right now in yeah. order to, for that to happen. But they definitely have a solid, solid core, and uh, the future is looking damn good.
2: Yeah, and apparently Vladdy's making a good early impression. Yeah, he's there. looking a lot
0: thinner, and that's mm. going to help him out all around.
2: Hopefully a big year out of him. Go cool chase. Contract.
3: What about contract, Jess? I said, then we can give him that 14-year contract.
0: Yeah, for less money, though. (laughs) Yeah, a lot less. Yeah. (laughs) Not that he doesn't deserve it, or maybe he would at that point, but just to save money for other players.
2: Let's move into the NHL. So starting off the week in the NHL, the Leafs picked up Alex Galchenyuk, who we talked about in our last show, going to Carolina. So uh, he's on the taxi squad for the Leafs. Uh, he He never made it to the state so he didn't have to quarantine but he's not on the Leafs active roster he's a taxi squad guy but he cleared waivers already from Carolina which is important because now he doesn't have to again for the Leafs so if they had claimed him off waivers then he would have had to go through waivers again to be sent down to the minors because they traded for him after he cleared waivers through Carolina he doesn't so it gives them a bit of flexibility they traded you know sort of, sort of mid-level prospect and a guy for him so it's it's a minor league deal really I guess the hope is just that he'll somehow live up to a little bit of his previous potential
3: he's got to get up there first though
2: yeah
1: it just takes an injury and he'll be there
2: yeah I mean I mean Wayne Simmons is hurt right now and he hasn't made the lineup so you know might take a few injuries but the Leafs have shown that they'll rotate sort of the guys on their fourth line anyway so uh, you'll probably see him in some games I doubt he's going to do too much but
0: you never know Do we think that we paid more or less for him than Carolina did?
2: I think we paid less.
0: Okay, good. Bargain deal.
2: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's Igor Korshkov might play some NHL games. He hasn't yet. He was a second-round pick for the Leafs, I think, in the Matthews draft. But if he makes it, he's not going to be a world beater. He's just going to be a guy. So, you know, it's not a big deal. Just low-level players being exchanged. So in, in other injury news... Thornton returned to the Leafs this week on Monday. What a start. He, what a start. Yeah, he came in. He had a two-point night on his first game back. He's got seven points in four games since his return this week, so he's jumping right back. He's looking like Joe of five, ten years ago, maybe. He's looking good. Got his youth back. Good you got his youth back.
3: Yeah, he looked pretty good. I watched a bit of the game last night, and he was setting one-timers up everywhere. And Not just him, but the whole Leafs were, Leafs were playing quite the pretty game, minus the defense, but left a few holes back there, but it was... uh...
2: Oh, there were some fire drills last night.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It was interesting to watch that last night. seems to always be the Leafs falling apart as that is giving up those breakaways and everything like
2: that. Oh, don't you worry, my boy. We will get into that in my penalty box. (laughs) (laughs) But not yet. Uh, On the Leafs, let's talk about Austin Matthews because he is lighting the league on fire right now. I started a habit of retweeting James Myrtle every time he tweets Austin Matthews' goal pace because he does it after every goal. So I'm going to tweet him after every time he tweets Austin Matthews' pace because I think it's funny. (laughs) Um, But right now he's on pace for, for 56 goals in 55 games, which is just stupid. Yeah, that's awesome. He's got, yeah, awesome stupid. He's got 18 goals right now. I think he's played 17 games.
1: 16 straight games with points afterwards. Yeah.
2: It's fun to watch. It's just outrageous. We may, we're may, we probably watching the best Leaf ever play the game. Maybe not, but, I mean, I think so.
0: That's a hot take, man.
3: Might be a bit of recency bias on that one.
2: I, I don't think so. Like, maybe, but, man, this guy is next level. So, question I have for you, boys. Assuming he doesn't miss any more games this season because he missed one, he's playing, he'll play 55 games this year. Do you think he scores 50 goals this season? And so the last time somebody scored 50 goals was Ovechkin in 1819 in 81 games. No one scored 50 goals since. There's been lots of players that came close,
1: including Matthews, last year. Last year. He should have had it last year. Yeah. I'd love to see it happen. Don't get me wrong. That'd be, that'd be the bomb. But if he doesn't, I, I think he comes very damn close. I mean, be between like 48 to 49 goals. But I'd like to see it. That'd be, that'd be sick.
0: I'm gonna say he does it. So he's on pace for 56 right now, I believe.
1: 56, yeah.
0: So 56 now. Obviously, there are you know he's gonna maybe slow down a little bit, but he could heat up. He stays healthy, but he'll also have the rest of the team. So if the rest of the team can stay healthy, if Jumbo Joe can stay out there, that's gonna to add to to Austin's goals. Like we we're you know just saying all kinds of one timers and whatnot. And then you have Tavares too. If he starts playing like he can, I know they're not on the same line, but. It's, it's all contagious and, you know, scoring that is. And I just think that it's going to be good for everybody. And I think they have a real good chance here, especially playing only, what, six other teams. You only have to know how to beat those six other teams or how to score on those six goalies to get to that milestone.
3: Yeah, that was the point I was going to make is you're playing the same teams. You know their tendencies and stuff like that. Like, obviously, people are going to game plan for Austin Matthews and stuff like that, but he's just dominating in that slot. And he doesn't seem to miss right now, like, unless there's a magical save or a post in the way, like he just doesn't miss. Like, I don't think he can do it, tell you the truth. But like, there's a lot of things here that might allow it to happen, but I don't think he can keep up this pace because this pace is wild. But he's playing the same six teams, like Josh said. And as long as everyone stays healthy, maybe he can do it. But this this pace doesn't make any sense to me, like that he continues doing it kind of thing like that. Like he's still got all, a while to go.
2: Yeah, so I, I agree with you, Jesse. I, I would love to see it. I don't think it's going to happen because the pace he's on right now is it's stupid. I definitely want it to happen. It's going to be awesome if it does happen. I think it's too outrageous, though.
1: So I'm the only one with the balls to, to say I'll yeah. do it. So what do you think he finishes off at then? I say about 48, 49. Yeah, in the 40s. Jesse?
3: Uh, yeah, I'd say in the t- in the high 40s.
0: I think he's going to win the last game of this regular season. In overtime victory, he's going to score the goal to get 50.
2: That would be talked about on this podcast. That's a hot take. That. That's a hot
3: yep, take, boys. Bush is just going yep. wild with the hot takes right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, just the most boldest and outrageous ones you can think of. Yep, right I'm writing it down, boys.
2: <laughs> yeah, good stuff. So in other, uh, league world beaters, top of the league superstars right now, Connor McDavid reaches 500 points in his career in coincidentally the exact same number of games it took Sidney Crosby to get there, uh, which is, uh, 369 games, which is tied for the eighth fastest all time. Number one is Gretzky who did it in 234 games because that's just crazy in a different era and he is the greatest. But yeah, McDavid is, uh, Equally late in the league on fire last night, he had, I think, five points and a hat-trick in a dominating game over the Flames.
1: He looked like he's playing uh, minor peewee hockey. Yeah,
0: men against boys, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. As they said, you know, he just kind of put it onto a video game where they put it on easy mode, where he's just blown by people and just scoring. Wow. Well, do you? go ahead. I was just going to say, with us talking about these great hockey players that are going to be, or, sorry, become legends, I feel that, you know, let's talk about one, Daryl Sittler. I mean, no one's ever going to touch that 10-point game as much as we're seeing five-point games. I mean, I think the closest person to come to is Ovechkin. Other than that, I mean, I don't see it happen. I don't see that 10-point that game ever being I could beat. see
2: it happening, like, and probably McDavid. Like, I could see a stupid night. Like, a lot of nights, like last night, he just dummies another team and it's a 7-0-1 game or whatever it was and he did not have to try anymore. I could see a situation where there's, you know, he's against some other high-scoring team, hopefully not the Leafs because I don't want to see that, but it would be fun to watch, where it could be like a fucking 10 to 9 game or something stupid, and McDavid's in on every play, and I could conceivably see it. It's a ton of points to get in one game. It may never happen, but
1: I wouldn't be shocked if it happened. I could see it. And, and the other legend I had is Gordie uh, Howe, guy 52 years old. Before he finally put his laces up, played with his kids, Mark and Marty. Unbelievable for the Hartford Whalers. I mean, that's just, I think they said it was like five decades this guy played.
2: He's an inspiration to guys like you,
1: Kev. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Come on. That's just good to see, you know, talking about some old and and witnessing and watching the near future of these legends too, right? So
0: I definitely don't think that anybody is going to play until they're 50 anymore. There's, I, I think you could write that one down. No. I don't even think you need to write that one down. That's not really a hot take.
1: That that is a cold take.
0: <laughs> That's
3: a cold take. Yeah, Get, the games change like exactly. crazy.
1: Isn't Yarmir Yager right now 49, and he's still playing? Is is he still not right. playing out in Russia? Yeah, it doesn't count. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm just stating that the kid, the, the yeah. guy is still playing. I mean, it's not in the NHL, but the guy's still playing competitive kind of style hockey. That's what we're saying, though. In the
2: NHL, no one is ever going to play that age again, unless human medicine comes a long way in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: So I just wanted to make one more point, kind of thing like that, about the McDavid to 500 points. Same as Crosby. At this point, would you say McDavid's better than Crosby, or would you say they're about the same? I would say that they're better too to. 100
2: I don't I don't think many people would just like at this point in their careers or, or are you saying Prime Crosby
3: no Prime Crosby I would say that uh McDavid's better Ooh.
2: that is wow
3: you have to remember uh, Crosby had a lot more around him McDavid has uh, uh dress hauler and but I I honestly think uh the speed that he has and his way he can pass and shoot he I think he's better than Crosby
1: hm. Connor's quick I give you that he's
2: stupid quick and then it's not i don't know like mcdavid is insanely good at what he does it's outrageous he is probably maybe the fastest player maybe not there may be other players that are sort of equally fast but nobody can match it with the hands and the brain that he does and yeah he's just a transformative player he's on another level
3: like i'm a crosby fan for sure but i i think mcdavid is better when they were both in the, the same age and stuff like that.
2: Yeah.
0: See, I would say the, the tipping point for me would be their defense. And for me, I think back when Crosby was younger, he you played a little bit more defense than than McDavid does. So for me, that would tip the the scale prime versus prime. Um, but I'm not, uh, I don't sleep with my Maple Leafs blanket every night. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm not... <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, what Crosby is, is he's the, the greatest grinder to ever play the game. Like that's, that's his game right so he's you're right he's probably much uh, I, I would agree that he's better defensively for sure and uh i think he might have even had a cup at this point in his career but that that can be attributed to sort of the team around him as well for sure yeah i don't know either one would be fantastic to have on any team on their prime obviously
0: i'll take them both past their prime yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> i i don't know which uh
1: which one i would say is better at in at this point in their career i'm not sure i just love that tribute to Crosby. yeah come on boys how much is it Like that how about that tribute to his uh, thousandth game? Yeah, that, was that was classic. Good stuff. That was they, amazing. That yeah, was so great. if you
2: missed it, all the uh, the rest of the penguins wore a number eighty seven Crosby jersey for the warm up. And um just to throw a little chirp at him, they uh he has a ritual where he ties his skates on the ice in every warm up. So as he did that, the entire rest of the team did it too, or at least pretended to do it, uh, which he got a good chuckle out of. And I think I
1: was laughing. Yeah, that
2: was good. I thought that was it was cool. pretty good too. That's a good trick. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Crosby, man, like thousand games. That's that's a lot. First player ever to log a thousand with a Penguins uniform on.
2: Makes me feel old. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. He's not Sid the yeah. kid anymore.
0: No. So Melkin is second in team history with 923. So he'll get there next year, I guess. And Mario's third with 9.15. Crosby's, uh is second all-time in Penguins history for all the major categories, goals, assists, and points all behind Mario. Who knows if he'll...
1: But is he also one of the youngest captains there too? In Penguins history?
0: That, that yeah. I don't know. That I don't know. I'm not willing to challenge you on that one, but I'm already minus four. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not going to challenge, but I'm going to... Uh, yes, at 19 years and 297 days old, Crosby became the youngest NHL captain. Uh, that doesn't—that's not specific to the Penguins. So,
0: so Mario, uh, Malkin, Latang, Mark Andre Fleury, and uh, Bergeron all sent Sid video messages congratulating him on 1,000 games. Uh, so did OV. Did he? I'm sure there. OV sent one I'm two. sure there was many of them. But uh, Malkins was pretty good. He, you know, when they were talking about, you know, the good things and he wants him to come to, to Moscow and show him a good time. This, that, and the other thing. And he says, uh, but you're no longer Sid the kid. He's like, you're an old man now. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. He said, he's glad he plays with him and not against him. And at the very end of his little video, uh, you know, he says, congratulations again or whatever. And he's like, and he's like, and Sid, Pass me the puck. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. You know, after this guy's played well, they played 900 and some odd, 923 games because that's how long malkin has been playing. So maybe not all together because of injuries and whatnot, of course. But yeah. uh, so good to good to see these chirping them to. Like, hey, give me the puck. Give me the puck.
1: You know why he's doing that too, right? Because he's the first one who's gonna get traded. Oh jeez. <laughs> Still on that, are you? Uh,
0: not happening. Yeah. Not happening.
1: So did you figure it out? Is he yeah, the youngest? So he was, when he was
2: made captain, he was the youngest captain in league history. So that includes the Penguins. So yes.
0: Is he still the youngest to date no. or was there been another y- younger
2: McDavid is, is the youngest to date.
0: Because didn't they just make uh Nico Hersher a captain?
2: Yeah. So Nico Nico he sure is just made the captain of the New Jersey Devils. He is the youngest current captain, but he's a lot older than these guys were when they were made captain. So he's he's twenty two. 22 years and 47 days when he was made captain. These guys were 19. He's the youngest currently. So former Leafs head coach, Mike Babcock, who was fired for a number of reasons. One, the team was playing great. Two, he had some other issues going on that I'm not going to get into right now. But he was just hired at the University of Saskatchewan to be their head coach of their hockey program. And he is working for free Probably because the Leafs are still paying him 5.875 million US per year through 2023, so I don't think he's too concerned about what the University of
1: Saskatchewan is going to pay him. Uh, I don't think he was going to pay him anything because I say he went there because he played there. So, there any reasons why he's coaching him? Yeah, he's from there too. Go Huskies! <laughs> Josh is a Huskies fan, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: yeah, I, I don't know if uh, if many expected that to happen. Uh, I think there was speculation that he might still uh, have a place in the NHL. I think he probably will come back at some point, but uh, obviously not right now. He's going the university route for now, and hopefully he's going to develop. He's going to develop these kids. Hopefully hopefully he's good to the kids and not too much of an asshole.
1: That's Babcock, though. Old school coach, old school ways. Uh, He's
2: also, uh, I think it's more than that. He's had some issues in the way he treats people.
0: You definitely don't have to worry about the ice melting in Saskatchewan. <laughs> it is cold as hell there right now. <laughs> yes, it is.
2: And of course, if you missed it, Josh is referencing the, the outdoor game, which looked great at Lake Tahoe in, in Nevada, right on the Nevada-California border. Uh, but believe it or not, in Nevada and California, it's not all that cold. And the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche in Nordiques jerseys, by the way, which looked awesome. Awesome. They were sick. They were were mint. For sure. I love those. They tried to play a game yesterday at, I think, 3 p.m. They got through the first period and people were falling all over the place, including the refs. The sun was just beating (laughs) down on the ice and it was no longer ice. It was becoming slush. They ended up postponing the game until uh, midnight Eastern time, I think nine o'clock local time. And they finished the game. I think the ice conditions were much better at that point, And
1: there's another game happening there uh, tonight. Hopefully they make that the up of that mistake and actually play it later than, you know, so they can actually play. Yeah, I think
2: they pushed it to the evening. It was supposed to be an afternoon game as well, but they, they bumped it.
0: Eight-hour delay. Like, that's insane. Like you, That's gross. You strap them on for the first period and then, well. Definitely take all your clothes off. You're not sitting in the, <laughs> sitting in the room for eight hours with your no. with your equipment on. Jeez, if you are pounding beers like like we would have been if our game was delayed. <laughs> yeah. We would make we the expensive oh, outing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the players were apparently disappointed that uh, the lake and mountains weren't in the background while they were playing and whatnot, but obviously still happy to take part in the outdoor game. So it's always a yeah. cool thing to see. The I, li- I like the outdoor games for sure
2: yeah and this like when they were playing it did look fantastic and there's a there's a bit of a movement happening to make a lake louise game happen next year which would be i don't know if you guys have been to lake louise no i've been to lake louise you should go it's fucking incredible there and if they can play an outdoor game probably can do it actually on the lake because it'll be frozen
3: is lake louise edmonton it's in Banff. Banff, okay
2: so it's like but if you it's i think it's closer to calgary but if you do uh you do a Calgary Edmonton game at Lake Louise. That is must see DB.
1: Like I said, we we should do that trip when we can. All right,
0: bro, let's do it.
1: Yeah. Kev doesn't
0: want to miss out. He's like, you guys are gonna go without me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I, that's why I said we. <laughs> yeah. You can go skiing there too. You boys ski. Yeah, man. I know how. No boy. I just don't want
3: to. Yeah, I d- definitely day. want to. I definitely want to go there for uh, to, just to BAMP more or less than Lake Louise, but. Yeah, I want a snowboard uh, BAMP for
0: sure. I'd, I'd give her a go. I definitely need two you planks know. on my feet, man. I can't do the one.
1: <laughs> yeah, i will do the
2: one. Yeah, no, I prefer the skis too. I yeah. used to snowboard, but the ski is uh, more comfortable.
1: Put it that way. So what are we doing now? NBA? Damon Green goes off. About Drummond sitting possibly. Uh, trade?
2: Yeah. If you missed the uh, the Draymond Green rant, you should watch it. He's basically, his, his point is that the players are treated. It, there's a double standard with how the players are treated and how they're expected to to hold themselves. I guess the league has no issue with uh, with sitting guys because they're expecting a trade, which is what he's complaining about with Drummond, and also um,
1: I was gonna say Griffin. Yeah,
2: Griffin is is in the same situation. He's sitting.
1: Is that is that a possible back and forth? Maybe
2: I doubt it. They're both they're both looking to rebuild, so they're trying to get rid of talented guys to contenders but so what he's complaining about is that when they complain about this kind of thing or when they talk about it to the media they get whacked with a fine by the nba which i i agree with them I, I don't think that's right like i don't have an issue with the team sitting players when they're trying to trade them that's within the team's rights to do maybe it's not great for the player but you know they're they're just trying to protect the asset and make sure it doesn't get hurt or whatever while they're trying to make a trade i agree though that they should not if they go to the media and sort of have strong comments about any of this kind of thing, they shouldn't be fine for that stuff. Like that's, and that's, I think what is one of the main things he's complaining about is that they talk about this kind of thing openly into the media. They get whacked with a fine.
3: Well, I think he's talking more about the shoot guy in the nets, what he was doing when he was sitting
0: Kyrie. Kyrie.
3: Uh, oh, Sorry. Kyrie. I think that's who he's talking about more or less is cause he would, he would uh, cause he, he was just missing, right? Like we never got an idea of what happened on that and the media blasted him. So, and he got fined and everything like that. Like Peter said, but they're okay. I think he's saying it's double standards because they're okay with having him sit their asset. And that's why he's pissed off.
0: Right. And like James Harden wanted out. So when he asked for, for a trade, that's when yeah, that too, the, right. the lead, yeah. or everybody chastised him for that. And it's the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. The player is saying, I want to trade. And the, the team saying, I want to trade you is exactly the same thing. So why is there, like I said, that's why there is that, or that's not why there is a double standard, but there is a double standard there. So how can we fix it is where they need to go from there, but they're not going to, it's not going to be able to be fixed because, like you said, Peter, you got to protect your assets as a business. It is a business. You got to protect your asset. I'm not gonna put my guy that I can get lots of return for out in harm's way, and then potentially get nothing for because he's injured and then he goes to free agency. You have to get something for your guys, and you got to protect them. So I, it's understandable where Draymond and the players are coming from. Uh, LeBron said he completely backed Draymond. I agree. I, like I understand, but it is what it is. Though it's you're into a business. You're an employee. Like, you are an employee.
3: They are employees, but they still have power, especially in the NBA because they're pretty much the ones that started this sort of, like, I'm not playing until like a traded kind of thing like that. But that that's them trying to get out of, there could be a lot of reasonings. They don't like what the coach is doing. They couldn't like what the front office is doing, or they don't like the the owner. They, they know that they have a voice, especially on social media and everything like that because, like, media can turn whatever they want however they feel but it's it's such a gray area i find that you can't get too upset about it and like obviously draymond he seems to just always get upset about
0: everything he's an emotional guy
3: yeah (laughs) but he i get where he's coming from but like you guys use that power and so do the owners and, and the front offices and stuff like that right like it's it goes both ways more or less so i don't i don't think it's really like that big of a double standard i think People can use the media and their power in any which way they want to, to get what they want. It's like asking for a raise, right? Like you gotta, you gotta go do it. And you gotta say like, well, like I'm being recruited by someone else. What are you offering me? Kind of thing like
0: that. Yeah, but the league doesn't get fined when they say we're holding this guy out and we want to trade him, but it's possible for a player, depending on how he acts out to get fined by saying the same thing.
3: They also sometimes waive those fines. Sometimes they say they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna fine them and then sometimes
0: they waive them sometimes. But I think that's yeah. situational. Why bother giving them a fine to begin with then?
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, like why, why fine them right. at all for sort of doing what's within their rights and trying to get what's best for them, which rightfully they should. You should try and get paid while you're in the league here and get what get traded, whatever. You shouldn't get fined for, for doing that. And I agree with, uh, with Draymond on that, on that point.
0: Raptors, sixth place in the NBA or sorry in the East right now.
2: Finally made, Finally
1: made it to five hundred.
0: Finally made it to five hundred. Yep, first time this year.
1: <laughs> Were they fourteen and fourteen or fifteen, 15. and
0: fifteen? Fifteen. Nice. Yeah, both Both <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, beat the Bucks twice this week, and they had an ugly win against the T Wolves on Friday. It was, did not look good, but they uh, they held. I like on. our
3: Kryptonite man. Like they yeah. lost against them that same week. Like, yeah. They're like, uh, I get Lowry's out, but still, like, they beat the Bucks without Lowry, mm-hmm. and he got hurt in the other game.
2: Yeah, exactly. You handle the Bucks, basically <laughs> no problem. And then the T Wolves, you know, I don't know. I don't get it.
0: It's one of those things where you play to your competition, you know? Exactly. You, 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 yeah. you, you know, you're playing against a high end team. You're going to play your heart out and you're going to play really well. And, well, hopefully. <laughs> and then, exactly, play to your competition. So they're. Maybe thinking it was uh, an easy game, and Cat and the T-Wolves said no dice. So they're only half game out of fourth place, the Raps right now. Considering where they came from, where they started this year, that's pretty good. They've learned how to play small ball because they don't have a center. Yet. Well, hopefully. We still really haven't heard anything about uh, Andre Drummond and the Raps. I've heard that there's been talks. I've heard that there hasn't been talks. Uh, The only thing we heard about Andre Drummond was from Draymond Green. So... (laughs) So you, you guys have touched on it earlier. Lowry has been out; he hurt his uh, it's an ankle, and he's still got out, out with a thumb injury, the same thumb that he had surgery on after 2019 championship run. Really? Yeah, same thumb. So hopefully that's not major either of them, the ankle or the or the thumb. But it's uh, it'd be nice to have him back. Although we did get Ogn and Obi back this week after he's missing been, uh, ten games.
3: Yeah, and he's been pretty good. He's been good for them, kind of thing like that. He's
0: a very good player.
3: Yeah. And uh, Powell has been coming along real well.
0: Yeah, Norm has lit it up as of late, so yeah, it's been good to see that guys are stepping up when one uh, OG was out, and now two, Kyle. So nice to nice to see that. Like I said, somebody stepping up and filling in the hole. So when Lowry went down, they had to bring a guy up. So they brought Malachi Flynn up from the Raptors 905 G League, which is the farm team, basically. So he ended up playing in two games on Thursday. He played in the morning in Orlando uh, with the G League team, and then finished the game. He had about half an hour to pack his shit, jumped on a private flight, so he didn't have to quarantine out to Milwaukee, and ended up being there about 30 minutes prior to game time. And he only ended up playing about five minutes in the game, but still played a G League game and an NBA game in the same day. In the same day. That's in the really same cool. day. Yeah. <laughs> Same day, so first player uh, to do it this year.
1: You got say the adrenaline must have been rushing for, for that sure. kid then, going from one game to like, oh, I'm going well, to the pros right now. That's yeah, he, he played
0: 33 minutes in the first game and led the team to the victory, the the 905 wraps. So you know he's leading that, and then he's like, hey, come on up, we we need you to to suit up. So like I said, he warmed the bench for the most part of the game and then got in for five minutes. But pretty cool to say you uh, you played in two games, G League and NBA in the same. Same day, LeBron James. I chirp this guy all the time. I think we he all a do. Bitch. He is a bitch. <laughs> so he scored his thirty-five thousandth point in the NBA on Thursday night. Third player to do so all time, behind Kareem and carl Malone, and he is the youngest player to score thirty-five thousand. Pretty crazy, right? That he's got that many. Like, it seems like it's already... Like he's been on the league for 17 years or might, it might be a little more than 17. He's made 17 All-Star games. So I don't, can't remember if he made the All-Star game in his first year or not.
2: Well, yeah. He's 36 and he came in when he was 18, right? Mm-hmm. So, he's, so yeah, whatever that is. 18 years ago.
0: So pretty wild. He's a great player. He really is. We we chirp him, but he is a good player. So it's kind of, I guess, to be expected after you see so many good years, eventually the longevity is going to put up lots of points. So he has... Made 17 All Stars, like I said. He that's third all time behind Kareem again and Kobe. Kareem had 19 and Kobe had 18 appearances in the All Star game. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. He's breaking records all over the place.
2: Do you think he gets to number? Do you think he matches Kareem? Do you think he beats him? I hope not. Turns all time
1: points. I hope. You hope, hope not, not, or you
0: think not? Uh, I hope not,
1: not. You don't have the balls to give us a hot take. No, I hope not. I mean, Kareem, man, again. Rocking an old legend.
3: I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna make it.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
3: I think it's gonna be no problem.
1: Well, you guys are like when he what thirty-four 36. years old? He's
3: Thirty-six. We already said that? Oh, okay. <laughs> but he, right. yeah, like Sorry. like Josh said, like he only needs what one hundred and thirty something games. That's two years,
2: assuming his current pace. But yeah,
3: yeah, I don't. I don't but he's still at the top. of his game it seems. So. Yeah. Yep. He's still all, like in the MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, race kind of thing like that like he's like unless he falls off a cliff like next year i i can i can easily see him
0: get it yeah he's not gonna fall off a cliff because the team that they've got around him is not gonna let him fall off exactly a cliff. So he doesn't
3: have to do everything yeah
0: he uh he you know moves up in the rankings on old records with the 35 000 point and the 17th career all-star but he also got he's also number one he's also number one this year or not this year but all time in turnovers
2: yeah <laughs>
0: He turned the ball over five times on Friday night, and he's now the leading turnover man in NBA history with four thousand five hundred
2: and twenty-six. That's a good stat. Do you guys know who the second guy is in turnovers? I'm gonna say Jordan. That's where I
3: was going. With. Uh, I'll say I'll say Magic.
1: Isaiah Thomas. Hmm.
3: All
0: pretty good guesses. Carl Malone,
1: number two. Yeah, something like
3: I should have got
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Carl was number one, and he just passed him on Friday night. So pretty crazy uh, last half of the week for LeBron, you know. Thursday, he finds out about, or he not finds out, but he scores his 35,000, finds out he's going to make the All-Star game for the 17th time, and then Friday breaks the record for, for turnovers. I thought it was pretty cool. So all the top 10 players in turnovers are all in the Hall of Fame, except for Russell Westbrook, who's still active.
3: Right, because he's a bit of a ball hog. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I know we kind of touch on this a lot, when we, especially when we're talking about Brady and the GOAT. Where does LeBron rank for you guys in basketball?
3: Two. Two? Yep. Jordan's number one for you? Jordan is number
1: one. Jordan's definitely number
3: one. LeBron's number one for me.
1: Oh, wow. That's a hot take.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere he goes, he wins.
1: You don't think Jordan? I mean, well, the Jordan, yeah, he left, but never won, didn't ever. Jordan didn't start
3: winning playoff games until he got people around him and got Phil Jackson. So, yeah. I well,
1: like, Jackson, like LeBron,
3: like he does everything, and he, and so did, so did uh, Jordan, but he he helps brand teams a lot too, and everything like that, and gets players in. He knows that he needs people to play with him, and Jordan was more of a kind of a stubborn guy, more or less. So, like, like he was a great, great player, but. uh, LeBron Some has a little bit, more, the greatest. A little bit uh, more
1: finesse. Someone might actually say the goat. That's what
0: I'm saying, man. Like
3: wherever he goes, yep. he wins, and that and that's what it's all about.
0: So I can't disagree with Peter and Kevin that Mike is the goat. But I all I don't think LeBron. For me, LeBron is not two. LeBron's three for me. I got Mike, and then I got Kobe, and then I got LeBron.
2: No love for Kareem.
0: I mean, I just wasn't around then. I can't. It's hard to. Yeah, I can look at stats, but I watched. I watched these guys play. You know, albeit not all of
1: Jordan. I'm not Kevin. I'm not as, uh, as old as <laughs> him, but, but yeah. I
0: did watch a good portion of Jordan and.
1: I, I would go Magic. Magic's my second. Jordan to. Oh, no, gonna... oh. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know where you know LeBron would fit in me. Maybe five. That's.
3: Well, what what's the reasoning? Now? What's the reasoning, Kev? Just because he's a bitch? Is that... Cause he's Because he's a bitch. A, he's a bitch. <laughs> okay. You can yeah, say he's the same bitch. thing about Gretzky. He was a bit of a bitch too. He just skated around like how you always say and everything like that. But he is definitely the GOAT.
2: He was also like 160 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Like Braun is a fucking, he's a big bodied boy at 200 some odd.
3: Yeah, well, he wins. And uh, Josh, just to say about Kobe there, that was another guy that was stubborn and didn't get along with a lot of people either. Oh yeah,
0: for sure. That's why Shaq yeah. was, was uh, left the Lakers, right? And
3: look at him. He went places yeah. and he won elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Kobe didn't win again until he got some talent around him.
1: Fair enough. But still, won.
3: It took a while. LeBron just goes wherever he feels like and just wins.
1: Yeah, but he brings people with. He him. He does right? now. I mean, since Miami, I now. guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big three in Miami, and yeah. but who was already there in Miami? Wade was yeah. there. Bosch, I mean, he already had CB4, a team there. Yeah. Love, but he got love to come there. So no, no love was. Um, sorry, didn't Keith.
0: all three of them <laughs> go yeah. at the same time?
1: No, Wade was Wade
2: was there. I didn't think Bosh and. Yeah. LeBron,
0: win. yeah, yeah, but he did like that
3: was the thing. Like LeBron figured it out that like he can't win by himself, and Cleveland wasn't doing him any favors, so that's why he bounced, went to a place where they could actually get some talent, won a couple there, and then headed back to Cleveland, told him how to do it, and it just won, and then obviously he bounced again. But...
2: Yeah, but so then if he's got to have talent around him to win, does your argument of winning really make that much sense?
3: What I'm saying is he brings talent in. Kobe, no, not a lot of people wanted to play with Kobe.
2: Maybe that's just like who knows. It's a different dynamic. Like Braun is more probably involved in like the management of the team than I think players. Right, he's a finesse
3: player. He he understands how to win.
2: I mean, like the actual management, like front office management.
0: He might nowadays. Like was back, you know, in the nineties. I don't think that players had nearly as much, except for maybe Mike had nearly as exactly.
2: Even Mike, like, is not the same. It's a new sort of paradigm in terms of what players. Involvement is in that kind
0: of thing. Oh, it's just a question. I I just like to stir the pot a little bit and find out where yeah. you guys rank these guys. And I knew most of the answers were going to be Mike,
2: except for Jesse. Fucking a.
0: Jesse's a bitch like or like uh, like LeBron. <laughs> a bitch just like <laughs> LeBron. You guys. All right, Jesse. I know you're dying to tell us about Carson Wentz. All right. Well, buddy
3: got traded to Indianapolis for a second round pick, conditional second round pick. And a third rounder. So the conditional second round pick can turn into a first round pick in two different ways. If you play 75% of regular season games, which is uh, 12 games. Well, maybe it might not be 12 games because I think they're adding a game this year.
0: You're right. I think they are. Yeah. So it would be 12, but it'd still be 12. Okay, it's so, still gonna be 12. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So anyway, so he has to play all those games, and does have a bit of an injury history, as hopefully everyone knows. um ACL tear when he went on the Super Bowl run and he did have a MVP caliber season that year. Mm-hmm. That was 2017. The other way is that he can do 70 percent of the games, which I m- must be one less game, but he has to make a playoff, make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So it'll it'll be interesting. I I think uh, it's reuniting uh, uh, Frank Wright with Carson Wentz because he left. The 2000, after the 2017 year to go coach the Colts after McDaniels receded his, uh, his head coaching gig there because Colts gave it to, to uh, Josh McDaniels who was the OC for the Patriots mm-hmm. and did a bitch move and bounced pulled <laughs> out
2: and then he uh, I would bail on the Patriots too
3: <laughs> he didn't bail on the challenge he didn't bail on the, the Patriots
2: you mean he didn't bail on the Patriots
3: Josh McDaniels didn't bail on it
2: he left the Patriots he
3: no he went back to the Patriots he accepted the job as the head coach of the Colts in 2018 and he rescinded his offer and went back to the
2: Patriots okay but so he left the Patriots no he did not okay did he ever leave the Patriots
3: <laughs> yeah like when he went to go coach the uh, there you Denver. go <laughs> <Denver>. <laughs> yeah but that was way before then okay we're talking we're talking about before I think that, that should be a point
2: for Peter. No. <laughs> me, mean he left the Patriots.
0: Yeah, but that was, like you said, before...
3: That was way before what we're talking about. I got, I got in trouble for misspeaking, <laughs> and you fucked up on that one. That is definitely a penalty. <laughs> I
0: don't know, man. Minus one. All right, fine. You're leading, minus one. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
3: Anyways. So, yeah. So, Frank Wright went there, and ever since Frank le- Wright left the Philadelphia Eagles, Carson has been... Pretty iffy. So shit, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, like, there's it's tough. 2019 was tough because they had injuries across the board, and the receivers kept dropping the ball. They led the league in drops. They were so like. And then this year, he he was going to have the most turnovers for the year, but he got benched for uh, Jalen Hurts. In conclusion, I think it's a good trade for uh, the Colts. It's it's a win win for them. I think they needed a quarterback. They got someone that has an MVP caliber and they got the coach that got him to that MVP caliber. Yeah,
0: in 2017 under Frank Wright, he had 3,286 yards, 33 touchdowns, and only seven picks, 101.9 QBR, which all before that injury to uh the current Bears quarterback Nick Balls. <laughs> who's also in the running to get wins? Yeah. Was, yeah. Like you said, it's can Frank Wright bring him back to that great play. Can he get it out of wins? Who knows? It'll be interesting to see. The Colts have a way better offensive line, so he could stay on his on his feet, right? There was a lot of injuries in Philly this year on the O line, though. Fair enough. And they're old as dirt. So if he can stay on his feet and maybe get a little bit more time, who knows? Maybe he can get back to that, uh, as you said, just MVP caliber type playing and and seasons. I don't think he will. No, but he
3: he will he'll probably be better than Phillip Rivers. There's a hot take.
0: Oh come on. Hey. <laughs> Wince is going to be better than Rivers. Like you're, he's talking about, like oh a, this God. year, like one yeah. year, like yeah. Uh, he's not talking about career. Come on, now. no, I'm talking. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, all right, yeah, all
1: right. But still, I heard Rivers and Wince is better. No,
0: no. So my big thing on this is that the Eagles' success in this trade is all reliant on Carson Wentz's success with Indianapolis. If Carson does great, then the Eagles do great. So they are really they're banking on this guy to hit a home run so they can hit the jackpot and try and get that first round pick next year. Is he going to do that? If they liked him that much to think that, yeah, he is going to be that good and we're going to get a first round pick, then why move him?
2: Yeah. And if he is good and they get a first round pick, it's going to be a late first round pick because they're good.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I- interesting move on, on the, the Eagles part. I mean, they had to, to they, I think they had to move them. Or they had to roll with them and, and you put Hertz on the bench. It's, that, those are your two choices. But I would have wanted more. I don't know whether I would have got more, but I would have wanted more. I'm sure that they asked for many, many picks or, you know, I think we were talking about the last week, a first first rounder or something to that effect. Obviously, people aren't willing to pay it.
3: Right. So, like, I, no one was going to pay that. And because, like you said, he's been, you said he was shit for the last two years, mm-hmm. which yeah it's not it's it's easy to agree to that but like the thing the big thing here is for philly is what they howie roseman mr power hungry guy who took it from chick chip kelly and doug peterson is rolling with i can't remember the he's from indy he was the wide receivers coach from or the oc from indy Uh, i can't remember his name but this is his third coach that howie roseman's dealing with so i think howie roseman can build a fucking team without a doubt but he uh it's weird how they're doing this because like they lost a Pro Bowl or well, he was a Pro Bowler at one point uh, Wentz and now they lost their Super Bowl winning coach. Philly's only won one Super Bowl and he's gone in three years. So it's it's interesting. I think Indy, the way that they play defense, the way they run the ball and the way that they, uh, they, they have a coach that knows how to win. And, and plus what he got out of Phillip Rivers at 30, the late 30s, like was pretty impressive. I thought. The only issue is he's surrounded by, besides T.Y. Hilton, who's slowing down and getting older, they don't have a lot of uh, uh, playmakers. Like Michael Pittman's a rookie going into his second year. He'll be pretty interesting to see how he develops. But other than T.Y. Hilton, who's been injured and can't seem to fucking run very fast anymore.
0: I don't think T.Y. is even on the roster right now. I don't think he's under contract.
2: Challenge that shit. All
3: right, I'll challenge
0: yeah, I don't think he I'm is. I'm pretty sure
3: he is on the roster. Is he? I,
0: I could be very wrong. I, I thought I read something that said he wasn't on our contract. Or maybe he's just looking for an extension. Maybe he is under contract and he's looking for an extension. I'll take the minus if I'm wrong. I'll give a shit. I'm still going out for dinner with the fucking winners, so. <laughs> 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 so for me, the team that won is probably the Colts just because of the whole relying on carson to do well for the eagles to win or to do well in the trade but my real winner is carson wentz in the trade he gets to go get a fresh a fresh place good organization you know they build winners peyton manning andrew luck you know he's got a good old line in front of him i think he has a second chance here to revive his career and and maybe make a real name for himself instead of just the guy that got them to the super bowl and then got hurt so he's my big winner in the trade is himself
1: i'd agree with that yeah, I'm nodding my head as well. I think that you know, I agree with that too. Then I guess better than better than going to Chicago, right? Yeah, I didn't really want him in Chicago, man. Exactly. So he's best off going to where he went, the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just don't want to pay all that money for an expensive contract. Josh, and... you're right.
3: He has an impending free.
1: Yes. Boom! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bang. <laughs> yes. Okay, I finally remembered something. <laughs> Crawl- crawling out of the basement. <laughs> Did you guys hear about Vincent Jackson? Yes, I did. Kind of crazy. You know, we've heard a lot recently of, of sports figures passing away, but they're all older gentlemen. And, you know, well, as you get older, obviously, it's it's to be expected at some point, right? Not 100% sure about how Vincent Jackson passed away, but he was found dead on February 15th in a hotel room in I believe, Brandon, Florida. So kind of a... Lead up to how all this happened or, or what, uh, at least the story, how, how it goes so far. I'm not 100% sure on how he passes. The autopsy won't be, won't be complete for a few weeks. So apparently on fe- February 10th, Jackson's family called in a missing persons report on February 11th. The report was made official, but police were in contact with Jackson on February 12th or maybe it was the 11th. I can't remember exactly, but the missing persons report was then canceled because they had confirmed that he was at this hotel. Apparently, hotel staff. I'm assuming uh, uh, housekeeping. 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 Uh, <laughs> uh, they entered the room on February 12th and the 13th and saw Jackson slouched over in a chair. They assumed he was sleeping. I'm I'm hoping it was two different housekeepers because if it was the same one, you'd think yeah, well, one you see something a little sooner. Yeah. But anyway, uh, they both assumed that he was sleeping. On February 15th, went back in to clean the room. And he was in the same position, obviously became concerned and called 911. and kind of the rest is, is history. They found him. He was, he was uh, dead on scene. And uh, they said that the preliminary reports are saying that he could have been dead for up to three days prior to his discovery, which would lead into what, what they have said here about the hotel staff. It's, uh, we're not a hundred percent sure how, how this happened. Uh, the family has said that he had issues with chronic alcoholism and then, concussions uh, likely because of the nfl and taking all the hits so in response to that the family has donated uh, his brain to uh, what is it boston university's cte center and hopefully to to help out with their research and trying to discover and to get more uh information on cte uh so on and so forth so jackson was a three-time pro bowler and played for the chargers and the bucks between 2005
3: and 2016 yeah he uh Showed a lot of the signs of having CTE, I think, personally, with the alcoholism and everything like that, and finding himself in a motel and stuff like that. Most of these guys just end up being by themselves and stuff like that when they uh, they do something something like that. It's definitely unfortunate. Yeah, it is. It really is. We're all aware now of CTE and, and the NFL. They try to eliminate all the head injuries and everything like that. This guy was also a pretty big guy, so he couldn't really protect himself very easily, I found. But maybe that might be one of the reasons why CJ left early too, is because he was a tall guy and he's coming down the ball from the ball after catching it and yeah, didn't want to get lit, didn't want to get licked in the head.
0: Well, hopefully we get get some answers in the next few weeks and see uh, exactly kind of what happened and go from there, I suppose. So tennis is back up and running since uh, the pandemic has struck. Uh, so the Australian Open just been finished. Played both the men's and women's have finished. Uh, Naomi Osaka defeated Jennifer Brady in the women's.
1: No, isn't Jennifer Brady Tom Brady's daughter?
0: I'm gonna challenge you and I don't know, but I'm gonna challenge you there.
1: Yeah, that I don't know. Right to me either. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm challenging you. Jennifer Brady, that's Tom Brady's daughter. Is it 100? percent I'm just saying. I just that's Tom Brady's kid.
0: Okay, I'm challenging you, man. All
1: right. No, we had uh, what the Joker defeats this uh, Medvedev. I mean, he, uh, Mededev actually gave him a big, huge compliment in regards to uh, the Joker. He was stating that he was like, uh, I don't know, really low ranked. And then Joker kept on giving him the time of day. He appreciated that and said that to him actually on the, the presentation of the, the trophy for uh, Joker and appreciated it and thanked him. I think that was pretty, pretty cool. Although both Jennifer
2: and Tom are Americans and share the same surname, Brady, they have no such relation. They're not related at
0: all. <laughs> plus, plus two today, boys.
3: Yes.
2: Yosh is on fire.
0: <laughs> Coming out from the basement. Yeah, I'm still in the basement, but...
2: <laughs> Does Brady closer. have any kids?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. so got dogged. three kids, I believe. Two boys and a girl. So going back to Osaka there, uh, she she's just 23 years old. She's right, ranked number one already, and which I guess it's always a young... Well, unless it's Serena, who's always a young young person. It's, it's always the up-and-comers, you know, unless there's the great... So it seems like there's a, a torch kind of being passed here, and you could kind of see in uh, Serena's post-game interview, and even when she left the court uh, after being defeated in the semifinals by by Osaka, you know, she had put her her hand over her heart and kind of was saying thank you to the crowd, you know, love you type thing, and it kind of just seemed like this might be Serena's last. Australian Open, uh, yeah. and then during the during the post game interviews, they had talked to her and they were asking her about basically the same thing: "Is this your last one?" And she she started to answer. She said, "I wouldn't I wouldn't say if it was." And then she kind of eyes started welling up, and she said, "I'm done." And she got up and she left. To me, I mean, yeah, she just got beat, and I understand you're upset, but to me, she's been beat plenty of times before. So, I mean, not as many as lots of other people, but But she still knows how to lose. So I think that for me, I think she's on the road to retirement. She's, I think this might be her last one and and that might be her last Australian Open.
2: Yeah. You think it's her last year? Her
0: last year. Yeah, exactly. Kev, as you said, Djokovic, he defeated uh, Medvedev and wins his ninth uh, Aussie trophy, which is pretty good. You know, it's the Joker. There's not much to talk about him. He's a great tennis player. Top three in the world for the last however long, just one more. Trophy in the case.
1: And we uh, we all have the curling that is uh, happening right now, the good old Scotty's Tournaments of Hearts. Ladies are playing. Keep an eye on that. It's interesting. It's like you know shuffleboard Shuffleboard on ice. (laughs) I like
0: curling, man. I like it a lot. It's it can be can be boring to watch sometimes, but I mean, so can golf. I mean, hell, I fell asleep through many football games. So some sports can be boring at sometimes. uh But the Scotties tournament usually brings out some pretty damn good curling. So it just started. So there's not much to really to really talk about. We've got Alberta in the lead in Pool Eight. They're two and zero. And in Pool B, PEI and the wild card team, uh, which is I guess Tracy Fleury's team, but she's being skipped by another woman, Chelsea Carey. I'm not 100% sure the whole story on that, but uh, we'll be, for, be sure to find out because the Scotties is just heating up. So these uh, these teams are all two and zero, and they're leading their pools uh, on their way to to try and make it to the finals. So I believe it should be this time next week will be the finals. So we should know who's in it, and we can uh, give our our commentary and our opinions on, on that next week. But as for right now, as you said, Kevin's just getting started. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to hurry
2: hard and <laughs> but you know, watch the next one hurry hard i've never been but i've heard it's an absolute blast to go be a spectator at the scotties really it's just a big piss up apparently you party afterwards with all the curlers and it's just
0: well they don't need to be in great athletic shape right yeah <laughs> like, as long as they can balance but the
3: girls are do look like they're in good shape when they're on the ice there bud
2: what are you trying to say jesse yeah
3: what are you trying to say yeah <laughs> they show some talent
2: they're easy on the eyes is that what you're saying the
3: game exciting i definitely like w- women's curling more than men's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> boy. sticking to the ice peter who do you got in your penalty box this week
2: well josh in my penalty box for this week is the Toronto Maple Leafs. What? Now, you might say to yourself, the Leafs got seven of eight points this week. The Leafs are first place in the league. Why would the Leafs be in a penalty box? First
3: place in the northern.
2: First place in the league challenge, my boy. Shit. He already
3: knows he's wrong. That's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Do you even want me to check? Yeah, go ahead.
2: (laughs) All right. So, first place in the league, which Josh will confirm in a few seconds. The reason they're in my penalty box is for doing a very leafy thing on Monday night against the Ottawa Senators, who are the last place team in the league, not just the North Division, Jesse. Yeah,
0: they're in first overall by five points.
2: So if you missed it Monday night, which you probably didn't, but I'll describe to you anyway, the Leafs were up five to one on the last place Ottawa Senators. And they proceeded to go and do a very leafy thing and blow that entire league. I think they scored... One goal leading into uh, the intermission between the second and the third to make it 5-2. Didn't they get a shorty? Wasn't and it a shorty? It have been shorthanded. I'm, I don't remember exactly. I tried to purge it from my memory as much as possible.
1: <laughs> I think that was a short-handed, but yeah.
2: And then give up three more in the third and get on in overtime to lose the game in overtime and get one point. And that... That kind of thing just cannot happen against the last place team in the league. When you're the first place team in the league, you gotta get your shit together, boys. You gotta stop putting us Leafs fans through this kind of thing. Coincidentally, about a year minus a week to the day from the David Ayers game where they got beat. By a Zamboni driver.
1: Zamboni driver for the Leafs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good. The Leafs
2: are in my penalty box (laughs) for that epic meltdown. It is, you know, just sort of standard for the Leafs to happen once or twice every year for some fucking reason.
1: Every third period, isn't it? Usually, they were
2: doing so well this year. They had, they were, you know, closing out games. They went into the third period with the lead and
1: typical Leafs. Back in the third period, let's ease up. We got this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's my penalty box. Yeah.
0: Today in my penalty box, I'm going to keep on the same train I've been on. Five weeks now straight, I'm harping on the NBA. This time, I'm harping over the all-star selection, all-star starter selections. Luka Doncic has been given the starting position over Damian Lillard. I'm not saying that Doncic shouldn't be a starter or sorry shouldn't be an all-star but i don't think he should be a starter i think damian lillard should be this guy's putting together an mv mvp type season he's a better player on a better team and he got bounced because of a tiebreaker of a fan vote so the way it works for the voting is all the fans vote and they get it's, it's a weighted kind of system so the fans get 50 percent of the vote the media gets 25 percent of the vote and the players get 25 percent of the vote So Lillard was second in voting between the media and the players and was third in fan voting. And then it was opposite for Doncic, but because the fans decide a tiebreaker and the fans voted more times for Luka, Luka gets in. Although Luka does still deserves to be an all-star. It's very reminiscent to me of the whole uh, John Scott thing in the NHL a few years ago, (laughs) where all the fans just vote, 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 and get a guy that has no business. Being in, hey, the, in the all-star
1: game. He won the MVP of that game. He yeah, deserved well, to be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're supposed to come up with a movie. <laughs> so
0: like I said, it, it kind of resembles that. Obviously, like I said, to me, Luka definitely deserves to be there. I just think Damian should be the starter. Damian Lillard is averaging 29.8 points, which is third in the NBA. Doncic is 29.1. So not too far off, but his fifth in the NBA. Uh, Lillard has the, the trailblazers at 18 and 11. They're in fifth place in the West and Doncic and the Mavs are 13 and 15th and 10th in the West. For me, Lillard needs to be in there. And I think even with the NHL too, they, I think they all need to maybe relook at this and see, a- although it is a fan, the all-star games are for the fans. You still got to have the right guys there. And I think that Lillard ha- deserves to get the start from his past performances in past years. And this year, more importantly, like I said, he's MVP caliber season this year. And that's why the NBA is in my box because they still can't seem to get it right.
3: Yeah, Josh, I think he should have been there for sure. He's definitely playing like a superstar, obviously, but that he is. But I think he should be there for sure, too. I was thinking of putting that that in my penalty box as well. So,
0: I mean, he's going to be there.
3: He'll 100% be
0: an all-star. He's just not going to be a starter.
3: It's It's like the all pro versus the pro bowl, right? Like he should be... He should be there. Exactly.
0: Pro kind of, or yeah. whatever, the
3: starting.
2: And he's never started in the All Star game, right? He's he's made a couple, but he's never actually started in the All Star game.
0: I think you're right there, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm not going to let anybody challenge you. I, <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you right now, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Kev, tell me who's in your box. Since we're sticking to uh, a bit of the NBA trend here, I have no choice after seeing Damon, <clears throat> excuse me, Damon Greens. <laughs> Little uh, temper tantrum that he pulled at uh, his last game with the, the Hornets it, uh, last night. Hornets. Yeah. This guy honestly needs a doctor <laughs> that has to specialize in anger management, man. I mean, I don't know how many times he's done this to hurt his team with in regards to getting technical fouls and getting kicked out of games. But does he not do it again over a, uh, supposed what he was crying for, a jump ball? But there was a timeout called and he loses, he loses it. Goes friggin' nuts after the refs doesn't just get one technical, gets a second one, and then gets booted out of the game, which gives the opportunity for the Hornets to tie the game with his technical fouls and then also get the ball back. So, dude, you need to relax, there, Damon. It's Draymond. Get your shit in gear Draymond. Draymond.
3: Yeah. We should have challenged there. Draymond.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently we're if, doing if that. He, <laughs> if he didn't do what he did, they would have won that game. Maybe. So Not necessarily, I mean,
0: they got the ball. No. They had the they got the timeout. So
1: yeah, they got the ball, and that's what he came on. Came on. Green. Betsy. Right, but they were
0: only down by two. two at that point. Right. So
1: so he got two technical fouls. One one because he was freaking out, and he got another one for getting booted they, out of the game. They still
0: could have tied it if he didn't flip out.
1: Yeah, because they made the shot. They made the. Yeah, they made both of them, and then they and got the, the ball yeah. back and won with little seconds to remain. It's just again, I just don't see why this guy needs to go off his rocker because it was a timeout called.
2: I I don't really agree with you. I think that he did he didn't agree with the timeout call, which I I can see it's sort of a it's sort of a gray area call. And then like all he did was he was beacon at the refs. And in in my opinion, at that point in the game, with whatever it is, it's like nine seconds left or something, whatever. The ref has to fucking let that one sort of roll off his back and not call two technicals on him and seriously influence the outcome of the game it's not like he did anything too outrageous he just he was beacon at the ref
1: oh he he was being typical he was
2: chirping at the ref he was
1: being Draymond. he was
2: complaining about he was he was how
1: how many times yeah how many times has he done this though that to affect his team to losses Okay. I mean, fair enough. Like, it's too many times. He's done this too many times.
3: He's got a reputation for sure, and that's the reason why they gave. Damn right he does. I agree with Peter. I don't. I don't like refs deciding games. I think you guys know that. Like, it pisses me off. Like, no to end.
1: You still can't have that as a player, as a professional paid player on the court.
3: Is refs have all the power? If they fuck up a call, they don't get in trouble at all. You call out a ref, you get in shit.
2: You get fined.
3: Yeah, you get fined. So like. I can completely understand where Draymond's coming from but the reason why he got those fouls and everything would happen was because he's Draymond and that's what he does. He loses his shit and he's got a reputation for that. And they're and that's how they they spin it.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if the the coach sits him next game. Steve Kerr will not do that. You're not going to sit him in. He sat before. I guess
0: I mean, the whole you know side issue aside, I was happy that Charlotte ended up winning. I had a nice little five-play parlay,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I really needed that win. I didn't end up winning. I, the uh, The Trailblazers ended up losing. I needed Dame to come up with a big game, and they uh, they didn't win, so I didn't win my parlay. But I was I was pretty happy at that point when Charlotte won.
2: <laughs> That's why Dame isn't starting in the All-Star game, Jeff. Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs>
0: Like I said, I was pretty happy that uh, that Charlotte won because of my parlay, but didn't end up winning anyway. Uh, Terry Rose zero, though, I don't know if you guys saw it at all. This guy was, he was money last night. He put up 36 points. He was on the ball.
2: He was really good. He had two buzzer beaters that game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the one in the, in the first half big was shots. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he shot like from half court, and it just looked like he was just like, whoop, just kind of threw it up, and we got this rainbow coming down, and in it goes. I was like, holy yeah. shit. Like, even the, the announcers lost it. They were like, ah! <laughs> yeah.
2: Did he call Bank, though? That's what I want to know. Probably didn't call Window. Probably not. That's, that's no good.
1: <laughs>
3: Too bad those rules don't count. In
2: yeah.
1: Actual. Yeah, those, <laughs> those, those are the street rules.
3: <laughs> My penalty box includes uh, the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, and Giannis. More NBA. Yeah, more NBA. Hating on the NBA. Historic five-game losing streak. First team to lose five straight after winning five straight with double-digit wins. Now, I'm sure everyone is stoked and happy that the Raptors beat them. Yep. But this is a, supposed to be a top team in the East. At the start of the season, you could have said the top team in the East. They have fallen out of first. They're down in third now. They had a big victory over OKC, who's not good. Not very good. And and who they lost to during that five-game losing streak. So that's who's, who's in my box right now, because that that for a team as, as good as they are to lose that, is uh something in its own to be there because that was that's pretty bad for how good that team should be do you know who
0: the five teams were like Toronto twice
3: yeah Toronto twice OKC uh Utah and Phoenix which you can kind of get that those
0: are both good teams
3: those are decent teams but and Toronto wasn't doing that well they lost just lost to the Timberwolves Mm. who's as we just spoke about was not good And we struggle with them the second time around. So it's, to me, it's embarrassing to, to be a Bucks fan right now.
0: It's a good
1: thing I'm not a Bucks fan.
0: <laughs> is there any listeners from, uh, from Milwaukee?
2: <laughs> Jesse's Here
0: hating on you.
1: Here comes the hate. Yeah, make, sure uh, make
0: sure you tweet them.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, at <laughs> us. Our call line is open. Yeah,
0: at points, penalties, you can chirp any of us. I
3: think a lot of them would agree that that was, that was a bad stretch. Obviously, you can rebound and everything like that. but And I'm
0: sure they will. Yeah,
3: that was really bad.
0: Yeah, they're three games back of the lead in the East right now.
2: Is Philly number one?
0: Philly's number one, yeah. Yeah, yeah Philly's, Philly's been on a tear. with the- Well, Joel Embiid, is, he's been crazy. He scored 50 points just recently. And, uh, or a Kitcher boy did too, uh, Jamal Murray. Yeah. He mm-hmm. scored 50 recently. So. After
3: he, he heard you in your penalty box. That's wasn't. right.
2: That's right. <laughs> Come <laughs> to the Raptors, Jamal. <laughs>
0: that'd be interesting (laughs) that would be interesting i don't know if that'll happen not yet that's it for your penalty box then jess you just toss them in there and screw you milwaukee well just
1: just to be embarrassed (laughs) yeah and your fans (laughs) i mean we love you milwaukee
0: i didn't say fans we don't love green bay though Fuck Green Bay. (laughs) Same, same, right? (laughs) See? Told you we didn't like Green Bay. (laughs) Peter, you want to go over our points of penalty scores?
2: Uh honestly, I'm trying to make sense of them and I can't remember everything that happened. So I think I lost a weird challenge to Jesse that I don't entirely agree with, but whatever. Welcome, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. Three out of four (laughs) of us that have one we don't agree with. So we're good. (laughs) So that's the minus one. And then I won one against Jesse. So I that think. the was a dumb
3: one. Yep. Captain got in the way of that one, I think. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was the, the Leaf one, right? So you
3: are yeah. even then.
2: So I think we're both even. Kevin lost the Jennifer Brady one yep. to Josh. And Josh won another one that I can't remember.
0: He won two. Yeah, Brady and T.Y. Hilton.
2: Right. Against Jesse. So
0: Jesse is minus one. So Peter, you're even.
2: Yep. Kevin's, Kevin's minus, minus one.
0: one. Jesse's minus one. And I'm plus two for the day. Yeah which puts us at Peter's leading still with two. Kevin, Jesse, and myself all have minus two.
2: Which is a big comeback
0: for Josh. It is. I'm in second place.
2: Yeah. Up, <laughs> up from the basement.
0: Yep. Well, that's pretty good. At least uh, at least it's a little bit more even now. I'm not six points out. I'm pretty <laughs> happy about that. I was a little worried. We were getting halfway through, three-quarters of the way through. We still hadn't had a challenge yet.
2: Thought we were going to get hit with that penalty. Yep. The fucking points and penalties commissioner was kind of come down hard on us. <laughs>
0: So Kev, how was your moonshine today?
1: I'm telling you boys, uh, if you've never gone out and had this, or for our listeners, go out there and get this. What it's is it, moonshine? Kevin? Murphy's, Murphy's law.
2: Murphy's
1: law. Murphy's law. The one I have today again is the cherry bomb. Great with ginger ale. Tasted really great. The cherry itself, though.
0: You can't see him, but he's
1: eating it. Does it literally come with a cherry, or is it your own cherry? There's there's like a handful of like there was cherries inside the bottom inside this jar at the end hit that cherry. Oh man, that's something else. It is very decent. Cheers. Jesse, how was yours?
3: Captain's was good. I ran out of seven after the second drink. So it was just straight run from there. (laughs)
2: uh, Boy, that's when when the challenge is going down. (laughs)
3: that That was a dumb one, but, uh, it felt like I was uh, 19, 18, 19 again. <laughs> like, it was good. I should have got a bigger, I should have got a two liter or seven up instead of just a small bottle.
2: Amateur, <laughs> amateur.
3: I Like I said, it was a splash and like I like I like the taste of uh, Captain on its own too, so.
2: Soda stream, it's a good way to go.
3: I have that too, but I, pro tip. I was just loving the, I was just loving the Ram today.
2: Mm, dangerous.
3: It, it, it is. It's, this is what happens when the wife's not home.
2: Yeah. I've seen you drinking too much rum. We talked about it before. It's no good.
3: It's not the captain, though, that gets me fucked up. So 150 yeah, It's the
0: overproof.
2: Yeah.
3: The captain just gets me like stoked,
2: just happy, just happy,
3: I'm stupidly confident.
2: We promote <laughs> alcoholism on this
0: show. <laughs> hey, you got to have fun while you're talking sports.
2: Yeah.
0: And fun, yeah. Well, it's kind of synonymous with drinking, kind of.
2: Hey, no. Peter,
0: how was your drink?
2: No story starts with. I was at home drinking a glass of water and some tea. Anyway. No good story anyway. No good story. No good story. My Black Oak Brewing Imperial IPA 10 Bitter Years was pretty good. For an 8% alcohol beer, it doesn't really taste like it. it tastes like a normal beer. So it's, uh, it's good. Good stuff.
3: Once again, still less than what I'm drinking, but eh, okay.
2: Maybe in the second. Eh, I don't know how much. <laughs> I, I think you probably had a big splash the first time. Brought her down. To, uh, yeah,
3: you're you're all but yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That,
3: that That's all you got.
1: The cherry bomb I was drinking today, boys, was 40%. But you mixed with ginger ale. That, 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 <laughs> that, that lowers alcohol by volume in case. Anyway, Josh,
2: how was your drink?
0: My drink was damn good. I have the old Chevchenko 9 from Forefather's Brewery that. Oh, Ukrainian soccer player? Never heard of him. Soccer beer, sports podcast, soccer sport, football, whatever you want to call it. I thought it was fitting. Tastes really good. Uh I'm not really a huge fan of the dark beers, but this one uh was really good. It's only 5%, sorry boys, I guess I was the bitch this week. But uh I went for for quality over the uh the alcohol content and it was uh, it was damn good. I would definitely get this one again. You said it was a dark beer? It's a dark beer. Yeah. What, what, what exactly was it? It's a Ukrainian dunkel.
2: Oh, uh, yes, a dunkel.
0: A dunkel. It just says that yes, you Euro- had too many of those <laughs> my time. It's a Euro dark lager. That's all it says. Eastern European. But it was good, man. It was good. <laughs> out, of, out of Hesper Village, not too far from here. Forefathers Brewing. It was good. I like Forefathers, so
3: I, I, I might have to check that
0: one out. Yeah, I used to live so close, I could throw a baseball to, from my house to their, uh, to their brewing uh, brewery.
3: With your arm box. Well, okay, you could throw a ball. You could throw a ball. You <laughs> should have challenged that.
0: <laughs> that would actually be pretty funny. We'd have to put some stuff on YouTube to, for that one. <laughs> All right, here's Josh. He's, doesn't get it out of the driveway.
3: <laughs> Don't you have a park in your backyard? Too?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, different direction actually, so I'm okay. It's not going over the park. Anyway, for everyone here at Points and Penalties, thank you all for listening. Give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. Please subscribe to Points and Penalties wherever you get your podcasts. And until next week, stay, stay out of the, the penalty, penalty box. box.